again. Didn't you miss my voice in just a short five days? Hi, everybody, and welcome back to or welcome to the Jappy Jaws podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, the jappiest of some of them all, Lindsay Moraskin, with another episode of the Jappy Jaws podcast. I've decided that with every episode now, I'm going to give you a little drinking game with a word that I use, kind of like what Andy Cohen does with Watch What Happens Live, but obviously for podcasting. So if you're at home and you're over the age of 21, grab that nice little tequila you got sitting in your bar. If you're under the age of 21, take a sip of that Capri Sun. If you are driving, take a sip of your water or your coffee or whatever you're driving with to keep, you know, hydrated. And every single time that I curse, because we know for a Jappy gal, I got a bit of a sailor mouth. Take one sip of your drink. All right. So let's get fucking started there. Sip number one, baby. Hope you're all doing well, that you had a fun weekend, did some fun things. I got to celebrate my dad's birthday, which was super fun. And I have a little story and a little bit about how that went down and what we really did to celebrate my dad's special day. But I just want to make sure you guys are staying up to date first with all things Jappy Jaws. So if you've not done so already, please make sure you are subscribed on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you're listening from, turning that notification bell on so whenever I upload a brand new episode, you are able to get the notification right away and be one of the first to listen. Also, if you want to be part of the Jappy Jaws conversation, I tend to ask you guys a lot of questions, do a lot of polls, so please make sure you are following us on Instagram, and I hate that I always say us because it's just me, but you know what? It isn't us because we're a fucking family jars, all right? Follow on Instagram at Jappy Jaws, J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S. Also, if you want to throw me your favorite hostess with the mostest, my Instagram is at Lindsay Anya, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A. That is also my TikTok and my Twitter, where you can find some pretty, pretty funny content if you ask me, all right? Also, if you want to leave a little rate or a review or throw a like. Let me know how you're enjoying the podcast. But without further ado, we are back with a solo dolo episode. I feel like I haven't done one of these in a while. And don't get me wrong, I love having guests. I love talking to people new and old. No offense to my friends that have been on. But it's sometimes nice when I can just get all my thoughts out and I can feel like I'm talking, venting, relating, advising you guys in some way or another. So I really appreciate, you know, like our one-on-one time, giving that little therapy session, if you will. I don't know. I think of you guys as my friends. We're a family jars, so we got to stick together. And I feel like since you guys are my family and my friends, it would be a disservice and I wouldn't be fulfilling my duties to you all if I wasn't updating you and talking to you about the shit that comes across my mind. I'm going to start out with my weekend. So for those of you that don't know, or just a little recap for those of you that do, I gave up sweets for the entire month of February. I have not had a chocolate chip cookie or cookie dough or a brownie or really anything of like a savory sweet dessert-like thing since January like 30th. It definitely has been a little bit of a struggle, but day by day I feel myself getting stronger. And I've also made a commitment to Victoria Bruno from the Moral Hangover podcast, one of my good friends, that I will continue to do it with her because she gave up sweets for Lent. Now, as everybody knows, I'm Jewish. I don't observe Lent. I know what it is based on what my friends have practiced about it. So I've just admired it from afar. But I was like, you know what, Vic? I'm going to stand with you. I like the pace that I'm going. I really am not trying to give up so quickly because A, I said I was going to give up something else each month. But honestly, like my diet is literally like the same thing all the time that if I gave up one thing, it would just throw off everything else. Second of all, like this could be fun. I like a challenge. I like being in control. I like knowing my strengths and weaknesses and the whole trial and error aspect 
aspect. Ha ha ha. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it with you. As you all know, this past weekend, because I posted about it on my Instagram stories, that it was my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, dad. I love you. And the only reason I was breaking my sweets deprivation, I guess, is for his birthday. Because if you don't have birthday cake, and this is just fucking common knowledge, if you do not have someone's birthday cake on their birthday, it's bad luck. Not just for you, but for them and for everybody that you're celebrating with. Point blank, period. I don't want to hear anybody else say otherwise. So, obviously, I had to get a cake and I had to eat the cake. I'm not complaining. I fucking love cake. I love chocolate. I love moist things. And if anybody hates the word moist, get the fuck over yourself because it literally, it, it does nothing. I don't know what creeps everybody out about it so much. I just think it's a word and that's it. It's just a fucking word that's very descriptive. You know what? Get your moist tushies out of here if you can't handle it. We got him a cake and I've said this, I think, briefly, but I'm going to go into much more detail right now. My dad is quite the character. He is very funny. He is incredibly smart. He is a jokester, probably the most professional person I've ever met, the smartest person. I could go on about how great my dad is. My dad has this one quality about him that I think some other dads could relate to as well, or boyfriends, or friends, or even you. He loves movies. He loves films. He loves old school stuff. He loves franchises, Star Wars related, anything that's like very sci-fi like. He is just your guy if you have a question or if you want to watch it. For his birthday, his request was to watch a bunch of Disney Plus shit. We did it. But my dad has this obsession with Baby Yoda, and I've posted about it a few times on my Snapchat, on my Instagram, everywhere that I can think of. And this man, I don't want to say that it's concerning, but it's getting to a point of no return where baby Yoda is now a new member of our family. It started out with him buying this cute little plush toy and hiding it all around our house for my mom, my sister, and my grandma and I to find. He would be very clever with some of the places that he would go and hide him. My sister and I got creative. We thought it would just end there. Then his request for a Baby Yoda birthday cake came. So when I called the bakery to request they put Baby Yoda's face on the cake, I'm sure they definitely have heard worse. However, the fact that I had to add happy birthday dad on there after I requested that Baby Yoda's face was on there, I could only imagine what they were thinking. Like I said, though, they probably have heard 10 times worse. And then my cousin calls to wish him a happy birthday. My cousin is 10 years old and my dad's telling him about all the Baby Yoda stuff that he loves, how he's watching Mandalorian, which is Baby Yoda's home planet thing. I don't know. And my cousin goes, oh my god, Uncle Sprinkles, because that's what he calls my dad, you have to get this. And he proceeds to show my dad this robotic baby Yoda that comes with a controller and it's very much like life-size because if you know what baby Yoda looks like, he's not very big. He's like yay big, not even past my ankles, and I'm not even a tall gal. I'm like 5'5". Five five. I'm average. And my dad's like, oh my God, I need it. He's like, so where'd you get that again? Asking him a bunch of different questions. He's like, oh, you could get it at Target. You could get it at Walmart. You can get this. It was $60 and my dad ordered it. Granted, his money, he's a hardworking man. He earns it, whatever. But he ordered the $60 robot. And now we have a $60 robot roaming around our house that you can control. And it has this cute little gidget thing I posted on my Instagram story, but my dad's getting a little out of hand with it. We've never had a pet that doesn't live above water. When my dad was younger, he was bit by a dog. And when my sister and I were growing up, mostly me, I was like terrified of dogs. 
And it's so sad now because now I love them. I still get a little jumpy because my biggest fear is that they're gonna bite me. The reason why I was so scared was because my dad would kind of show off that fear if we'd be around a dog, but I was even worse than him. Every time I went to a family member's house or a friend's house, they would have to lock their dog in another room. It was very bad. And I sound like a horrible person saying that, but I swear it's gotten better. I'll get in the dog's face as long as it doesn't bite me. But we've never had anything that doesn't live underwater. I've always had fish. I used to name all of my fish Sandy, believe it or not, because I was obsessed with grease growing up and when Sandy one died the next fish I got Sandy number two it just never changed and my sister poor her never had the option to name it anything else because I'm the oldest I'm the greatest I have you know seniority with my dad getting this new baby Yoda doll and controlling it is giving me what it would be like had we had a dog growing up throughout our house 24 7 and don't get me wrong we've watched my cousin's dogs we've been around them quite often but this just feels a little different I don't know where I'm going with this I just wanted to vent to you all about how baby Yoda has become part of the Moraskin family I think I was saying something about me giving up sweets so when I had the cake with baby Yoda's face on it I was like dad you got to give me a generous piece it's been so time like I need to savor every moment because come tomorrow I'm not having this again and he's like all right whatever cuts the cake I eat it it was really good and I think because we've gotten this cake before and I was just like oh why don't we go out of like the box a little get something a little bit different but my dad was very specific on what he wanted and the thing is it was delicious don't get me wrong we got it from a bakery amazing I really thought that I would be a lot more satisfied and like cured of my sweet deprivation I thought I was gonna be like holy fuck where why did I ever do this I Ah, that's literally how my brain cells went. I mean, it was great and I enjoyed it and I ate it all, licked my plate clean, but I really thought I would get so much more satisfaction from it. I was really itching for that, oh my God, I miss this. And don't get me wrong, like I do miss sweets, but maybe because it's not my favorite flavor, it's not my cake of choosing that I didn't feel that way, but I honestly didn't feel that much different. Don't get me wrong, my cravings are still there. Do I want banana bread or freaking ice cream? Absolutely. But I am determined and you all, you all have been keeping me accountable and I appreciate that because I've gotten messages saying, how's the sweets going? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? I replaced that shit with some fruit. All right. And protein pancakes because that doesn't count. So that's how my little sweets update has been going and my weekend. All in all, the sweet deprivation is real. It wasn't that satisfying having cake and baby Yoda is now baby Yoda Moraskin. Other than that, I want to keep it real with you guys. Honestly, Mercury retrograde, even though it's over, I feel like there's an aftermath of it and I could be wrong. My astrologers correct me, but I feel like I'm getting the delayed portion of it lately. I just feel as if I've been going through it and I'm sure a lot of people have too. I've talked to a bunch of people that have felt similarly and I think it also comes with being almost a year post-grad and almost at this point of quarantine and the pandemic where it's like what is gonna happen like am I gonna be able to have a hot girl summer the way I want to have a hot girl summer am I gonna be able to make the most of it if I don't have what I'm imagining am I able to do this am I able to do that so many questions and so many scenarios going on in my mind and a lot of things with people have just been coming up and breaking down and I'm realizing so much and I think that life in general obviously and I think everybody can agree with this is just so many different lessons for you to experience more that makes sense every single time you go through something it's gonna make you go you grow through what you go through I've always been such an avid preacher of that however I don't know I think lately I just have been so lackluster and so lazy with how I'm feeling and just kind of letting it 
overwhelm me. And then I went on handy dandy TikTok because you all know how much I fucking love that app. And I heard a sound and I was like, holy fucking shit, this really spoke to me. And I've listened to all those like sappy shit sounds before and everybody talking about all that different stuff a billion and one times. Trust me, I've seen it all. But this one, I don't know why this one really fucking spoke to me. And it said something like, in order for a glow stick to glow, it has to break. And I currently feel like a glow stick. I feel as if that I'm getting shook and shaken in every different direction to try and break through to get that glow, to get that brightness, to see that light at the end of the tunnel. And I think I'm a rather long glow stick if you're catching my drift because I feel like you're not just gonna break it once and then feel fine. You're gonna have so many different other obstacles and issues and things you go through that you're going to feel like that original glow stick once again. You're not going to always be broken to be that glow. And I know this is a weird analogy, but in my head, and I know what a lot of other people feel, is you have to be able to be shook and shaken in all those different directions in order to glow because there's a reason you're going through something right now. I am a firm believer that things just don't happen just to happen. Like, yes, sometimes life is unfair and sometimes we don't get what we want or what we thought was going to happen, which that comes with life. That is the part of being shaken and stirred in that freaking little bottle thing. I don't even know what it's called, the casing of a glow stick. But I think that when you go through those things, it leads you in another path and another direction to figure out what is meant for you and for you to find your way and to be able to navigate through life. So right now, I'm not feeling like a fully glowing glow stick. That is for damn sure. I have been crying a lot more than usual, which is not really a great thing for me because there are very few things. And my friends will be like, Lindsay, that's kind of like a lie but when you think of it I don't cry about much but when I cry about something significant it's usually just one big factor or like a few different things that kind of add up and then that's when you burst I think that's a Capricorn tendency it's like you bottle it all up in you talk to a bunch of different people about how you're feeling and then all of a sudden you just explode and it all comes coming out and I think that's okay and I used to think that your emotions and hiding them is just like the best thing you could do and only going to those specific people that know you the best and that you feel comfortable talking to about those things is just the only route to go but I think once you get out of your comfort zone and you try and open yourself up to see different lights and perspective and also to get that kind of like biased point of view, it allows you to see and feel so many different things and you'll really feel like, holy shit, yeah, I'm gonna be that glow stick at the end of the day, at the end of this journey, at the end of my time. So I'm holding out for a hero for all of that. And while I may be going through it, while you may be going through it, just remember that you're still just being shaken. Your glow is fucking coming, baby. Don't even fret about that, all right? So we're all gonna sit back, we're relaxing, we're gonna take every day by the balls, and we're gonna just take it and run and just see what it has to offer. We can't just always be in control of everything as much as we wanna be. We gotta keep being shook till we can't be shook no more, and we are going to glow, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to glow so fucking bright, and I cannot wait for that day and for the days that I will continue to be glowing and shaking and stirring. You gotta appreciate the process and the hustle and the journey. What's the saying that DJ Khaled has? Oh, it's a major key, whatever that is. You know what I'm saying, but just keep that in mind, and I promise you it'll all pay off somehow some way because I know I'm looking forward to that I have so many people rooting for me I'm rooting for so many other people we're gonna be a glow stick together I promise and you know who I think's glow stick is kind of showing but we weren't expecting it to be like this and you guys knew this was coming my best friend my sister from another mister the goddess of them all Kim Kardashian West well I don't know if she's gonna keep her last name 
Well, her hyphenated last name. Obviously, news broke officially that Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are divorcing after six years of marriage. And honestly, as emotional as I was when I first heard the news that they were separating and divorcing and going separate ways, I was heartbroken. And now, after looking in and reading so many articles, I just want the both of them to find the most happiness. Do I think that the show and the fame that they both come with affects their relationship? 110%. I think whenever you're in the spotlight in any situation, when you're a public figure, like that there is no way going around what the media says and does and will continue to do throughout your relationship if it's long-lasting if it's not long-lasting and I think it plays such a huge factor but at the end of the day when you're laying in bed at night and you're with that person it all comes down to how you both are feeling and it's said that for the past year she's just felt so disconnected and everything like that and I definitely think that it has to do with him having a bipolar disorder and not treating it in the way that would be more proactive for him and his family to you know seal the deal absolutely but I think that when you have four kids and you have such an everlasting friendship before a relationship you'll always have love for that person and I think it's one of those things that's kind of beautiful in a way that even though it didn't work out you have to look back on the memories that made you feel so great and alive and the moments that you're like oh my god Kanye and Kim were that great like the proposal episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians when he rented out that stadium and had the entire orchestra there and all of the friends and family that is just such a scene out of a movie and sometimes it's not that realistic but you have to imagine that for yourself and imagine how they felt in that moment they were so happy and I think having four kids will really tie in together that they will continue to have hopefully a great co-parenting relationship like Courtney and Scott have had and that they'll be able to you know grow and become glow sticks on their own and you know I just think about the kids and I just hope that with everything going on that they always will be and will continue to be their number one priority and put their feelings about each other aside to make sure that their kids have a normal life with mom and dad so I'm upset I wish it didn't happen the way that it did I wish that they would stay together forever because I do love them as a couple I've loved what I've saw from them through what they do share with us and obviously it goes a lot deeper than that however you got to do what you got to do sometimes and if that's just not it it's not it you can't force something you can't force a vibe anymore I will say though that I was dying of laughter kind of when Kim Kardashian recently posted on her stories that she was driving or someone was driving her and she was taking this video of mountains and windmills going to Olivia Rodrigo's driver's license and she continued recording to the part where it was like and you're probably with that blonde girl who always made me doubt. I don't want to say that she did that purposely but I think when you post that I just find that it's very fitting and it's not very sly and I don't think the Kardashians have ever been very sly with anything to begin with like like Courtney and Travis Barker, Kylie being pregnant, all that shit. I think that it does send a message, but then again, I don't want to go ahead and assume because we all got to be kind to them. And unfortunately, this is going to be a trend in the media for quite some time, especially since we haven't really gotten a formal statement from either of them or their teams, only just what we've seen in the media and the confirmation of it. So this is going to be trending for a while to be continued with that. But speaking of trends, I have a question, and my question is, are silly bands back? Okay, hear me out, everybody. If you don't have Clubhouse, Clubhouse is a space for casual drop-in audio conversations with friends and other interesting people around the world. Go online anytime to chat with people you follow or hop in as a listener and hear what other people are talking about. That is also directly taken from the App Store's description of the app. But basically, you can talk with people in your networking circle, people outside of your networking circle. They have bachelor talks. They have TikTok talks. They have it all, literally. Anything and everything you could want to know from specific individuals in those 
positions they had. The other day, I was cooking dinner and I was talking to my friend and she pinged me. You can ping someone when there's a certain topic going on to encourage them to join that conversation. And this one was specifically with the Sway House boys. And obviously we all know how I feel about those boys, especially Griffin Johnson. And it was just them talking about branding and marketing and how they got their start and whatever. But they started talking about silly bands. And I was seeing on TikTok that they're starting to promote them and become such a thing again, trading for all these different shapes. And I was like, what the fuck? And in this clubhouse event, which by the way, add me, it's Lindsay Muraskin, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-M-U-R-A-S-K-I-N. Tricked you there because you thought it was going to be my other handles, but it's not. They were in there with the CEO, I believe, of Silly Bands talking about the brand, their experience with the bracelets, how they've grown up with it, and all those different type of stories. And honestly, it's a great idea for Silly Bands because if you want this to be rebranded and redone in any way possible and you need the perfect group of people to give you that good demographic of people, how many times can Lindsay say fucking people, to buy them again? It's the fucking TikTokers and especially the Sway Boys. The issue is... I feel like I haven't seen anyone even wearing them. Granted, I don't really see many people to begin with because we're in a panorama, but I didn't even know that this was a thing till I saw them wearing them in a few TikToks. And when I was listening to this, it brought me back to fifth grade, all right? Now, I want you to close your eyes and picture this with me. It's fifth grade lunchtime. The fourth and fifth graders ate together. I was at the nut allergy table because sis has allergies. And I had access to the back door of the cafeteria where on Fridays we would have PTA members come and they would have this cart and it was donated by the class of 2009, my fifth grade class, you know, they would stand there with little things. Everybody would bring money. And it was basically like the premature version of the scholastic fair with all these gadgets and gadgets and all that fucking fun stuff. They would have erasers, school supplies, all the shit. And of course, silly bands. Now, usually PTA moms or class moms would come and run it on like a Friday afternoon or something like that. And I would be the one that was able to see like, oh, what's going on over there? And the people who got picked were the people that cleaned up after themselves and weren't disrespectful during lunch and everything like that. But Lindsay here had the fucking advantage that I was a nut allergy person. All right. So because I was so close to the door, it didn't really fucking matter if my class that was already sitting at a whole different table was clean or not because I was just able to sneak off and go with whatever class was able to go first. And everybody, this was the time of silly bands. I remember one time my poor friend's mom, she was one of the women selling, was so overwhelmed because all these kids are attacking them asking for silly bands and they only had a select few and obviously they had a price point so you weren't able to bargain either. Everyone's just shoving money at her, shoving what they want, this, this and that and the look of fear on her face from little nine and ten year olds is just instilled in my brain forever. However, I think it is a genius idea that they're going after these freaking TikTokers and making them wear it or having them brand it and be like, guess what? Silly bands are making a comeback. I remember trading in elementary school at recess during lunch. I remember going to the local card stores because everywhere, all of them sold silly bands and you wanted to get the collectibles. You wanted to get the tie-dye ones. You wanted to get this shape, this genre, everything. But I just didn't know that they were coming back. So this is really the first I've heard about that happening. So I guess my next question for you is, is anybody wearing and supporting silly bands now aside from my boyfriend and his friends? Like, I just want a better idea if I should go out and go get them. I now feel as if I should have kept all of my silly bands and then profited off of them now, considering they're making such a comeback. Clearly, I did something wrong. And I've also done something else wrong. I have done 
us all an injustice to Bachelor Nation. I am someone in any situation or scenario, I like to give people benefit of the doubt in playing devil's advocate. I tend to listen and try my best to understand sometimes. And honestly, it is a little frustrating for me on the occasion because sometimes just being a nice person and trying to do the right thing and thinking the right thing doesn't always work out. I have been steered wrong and people have been trying to change my mind for weeks, but this week really put it into perspective that our dearly beloved bachelor Matthew James is a player. Initially, I was like, no, he's a nice guy. The voice in the back of my head was saying, Lindsay, it is the show. Come on. You know he's here for love. No. I think he is there for love. However, I think that Matt James is one fucking smooth talker. All right, he could schmooze my ear off and I would believe anything he had to say. If he told me sharks came out of his butthole, I would believe it because A, I'm gullible and B, the way he would probably state it would really, really get me going and make me believe it because he's so good at talking. And as we know, lots has been going on in Bachelor Nation. I hate to say it and I was having this conversation with all my Bachelor Nation friends. ABC just does not look good right now and especially the Bachelor franchise. Every that went down with Chris Harrison with the most recent picks of contestants and bachelors in the past and a lot of questionable things that have been going on it makes you wonder since it's such a rigorous process to be chosen to be one of these girls or guys that is on the show how much really goes into background checks and I get it nobody's perfect everybody's going to have their flaws and make mistakes and do things in their past that they're not necessarily proud of I feel like when it comes to adjusting to the times that we're living in and realizing what's going on and especially in the movement and the year that we've had they didn't take that into consideration and I think there was a lot of performative activism behind it and I've said that before and I want to finish out the season strong and I don't know how I'm going to view Bachelor going forward I want to watch I want to support I've really loved this show and the franchise for as long as I can remember there are some great people that have come out of it and that have made their way into the media and the entertainment industry and I respect their hustle and their drive completely I think Bachelor just needs a whole revamp I think that we shouldn't go into paradise right away as much as we all want that to happen but I think that they need to do a lot of rethinking a rebranding if you will of the franchise to kind of make it fit the format that it needs to be fitted in and a thing with a lot of the contestants is I think that everybody is just trying to fit the mold that ABC and The Bachelor hold which is not a good thing because I think it takes away from the genuineness from it I mean they already have an issue with being genuine and not being so authentic all the time but I think they're digging themselves in a very very deep dark hole I just think that they're putting on so much more of an act than anything else and I hate that about it and it makes me upset because it's like which way do I think and which way do I not think do I want to continue supporting and doing because I would I enjoy it it entertains me I love reality fucking television you don't see people like Ashley I on fucking MTV or anything like that anymore it's hard to come across people like Nick Vial I think that we get a lot of great people as much as we've seen a lot of bad people as well I think it all comes full circle but honestly let's talk about hometowns I'm tired of talking about all that stuff it needs to be brought to attention but it's not my job as much as I wish it was and it was up to me but that's for ABC to fucking figure out hometowns this week is such a crucial week for everybody for the contestants for the bachelor bachelorette because this is really going to put things in perspective of what their life could potentially be like if they choose to move forward with one of these ladies i thought that the parents were absolutely amazing i am such a fan of michelle's family i thought they were so cute and loving and the dad i want him to speak at my funeral his voice was just so pure and genuine Bree's mom she was hard as fuck she was patting down the answers giving advice and shit and asking all the right questions to matt in all the right time 
timing. And she said one thing that I think was so telling and so beautiful because she is a single mom. She had Brie at a very, very young age and she understands things, I think, a little bit better than people's parents that aren't that close in age, I guess. I know that sounds a little funky, but I think considering she is a younger mom, she kind of can relate a little bit better. And just what she was saying to Brie saying, if you do get brokenhearted, we're in it together. Thought that was beautiful. Rachel's parents, I think, were very true with saying how they felt, how it's not that realistic for them to believe that this is love and that they could get married. I think that's what a lot of people are always afraid to say too. And I think that's always in the back of everybody's minds. But I think Rachel kind of put it in place saying, this is how I feel, blah, blah, blah. Also, I've been loving the TikToks and the memes of her falling. Like, wow, did she take a fucking hit, man? That looked brutal. And you saw, especially when she first went down and when she finally sat up, that her hair was like a rat's nest. She had grass all over and she really got banged up. But you could tell with the editing when her and Matt were finally talking again that she was all put together, EMS and makeup and hair fixed her up real good. But she took quite the tumble, that's for sure. So that date was kind of funky. And then Serena. I think she's one of the realest bitches that we've had on this franchise in quite some time. I think regardless if she's on a date with Matt or not, she holds herself so well. She carries everything. She knows how to talk. She has great conversation skills. And I find it so beyond strong of her. And I know some people don't think otherwise, but I think it's very strong and very telling of what type of person she is considering she was like, listen, you check off every box for me, but I don't know if you're the one for me, if you're my person, you don't have that it factor. Like I want you to and on paper you do, but there's something in me that's telling me that it's not there. And I have so much respect for that. And some other people are like, what the fuck? No, what the hell is going on? And I think this is where the smooth talking player Matt comes out and where he was like, whoa, I didn't get the girl. Like we all knew that he wasn't going to fucking pick her at the end and that he wasn't going to be on one knee asking her to marry him because as much as he said that he liked her in Vic Bruno's words he was gonna go with his dick rather than his mind and I think that's what's gonna end up happening in the long haul I think that he's just gonna continuously feel like he had everything under control but then he wasn't really taking all these girls feelings into consideration and he's gonna be more surprised I thought it was pure gold when freaking Serena put him in the car home now he has a chance to see what it would be like on the other side because he's never been on that side before but I really thought that this week was quite telling um so many people are so against watching the woman tell all I'm gonna tune in because I feel like there is some stuff to be said and I want to hear what the people have to say and I want to see how Matt reacts with the other women there and after watching what went down I think that would be quite interesting so I guess we'll see from that going forward but until then I really don't have much to say nothing really stuck out for me completely except for Serena so that's really all I have for a bachelor recap let me know what you guys thought of the episode what you think of the season what you think abc and the franchise could do better i'm curious what you guys think about it all even non-bachelor listeners i would love to know what would make you want to watch the franchise more or what drew you away from it too because i think that's also very telling of what they could be doing better and what they could be doing less of but until then i have something else that i want to bring to your attention because it's really been weighing heavily on my mind with recent events that have happened in my life my friend's life and just realizations i've had this isn't the postgrad doozy by the way But 
I want to talk about Instagram, Instagram culture, and viewing your stories a little bit. So first things first, I don't know how to fucking Instagram, all right? Truth be told, I'm a terrible Instagrammer. Obviously, that is up to opinion. I don't know what you guys think. But in my personal opinion, on my personal page, I do not think that I am a great Instagrammer. I have an issue when it comes to photos and editing them. I tend to like to look orange a little too much. And all of my edits, you know, they just don't really freaking appeal to the eye as one might say as much as I would like it to do I think I have some cute ass fucking pictures absolutely but I'm not someone that is just gonna go out of their way and try and have this aesthetic or this view on my page for the people that do try to have that and have that nice looking you know feed going on go for it I love judging and looking at them because I do find them appealing friends of mine will always ask if it would go with their feed and I give them my honest truth that's just how I am I'm a better observer than I am doer when it comes to Instagram I should take my own advice, however I don't. I feel like over the years, whenever I get a good picture, because it is a rare instance, I'm not very photogenic, and my friends will literally tell you I am so annoying when it comes to taking pictures because like I need it a thousand and one different times. So I appreciate the people that have the patients that want to take those pictures, especially photographers, because you know, that's their job in any format, but my friends clearly aren't photographers and I'm not really getting shot by Vera Wang's people, you know? I don't have a theme. I don't have style I like to go by. Sometimes when I do a little swipey swipe action picture, the filters look a tad different and it really irks me. You know what? Instagram should create a feature that when you archive photos, if you want to archive something in the selected bunch, I think that would be a great feature because there are a few on my page that I would personally get rid of in that bunch because it's not really needed. But anywho, back to my point. I think Instagram should just be casual again sometimes. I don't really have an issue with people posting whatever they want to post. Will I judge you? Probably. However, that just comes with anything. If you post the most amazing picture of yourself that's edited and professionally done versus one of you in the mirror, you're still going to get judged no matter what. Do I think that you should refrain from doing some things? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, people are going to do what they want to do and post whatever the fuck they want to post. I think that Instagram has just taken over quite a lot of our minds and our look on everything. I think a lot of people like to fake a lot of things on Instagram. I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it. We all want to give a show and we want to give an image of what our life and what we're like. When stories were posted, I was like gung-ho about it. I loved posting stories. Nowadays, I rarely post anything. I used to be such a person that would post a song and put a little heart thing. And don't get me wrong, I'm all about putting people onto new music. And if there is something really good, I'll share it on my Instagram. Instagram or Snapchat story. However, I don't feel as inclined to do so. I think we all take it a little too literally and we get more concerned about who's watching our stories, who's following us, who's unfollowing us. And I'm going to tell you something. I have realized that certain people, aka exes, ex-friends, you know the drill, have been viewing my stories rather quickly. And At first, I was like, okay, it's just coincidental. It's a story. It just pops up on their feed. However, recently, it's just become such a time thing. Like, within the first two minutes of me posting. So it got me kind of going a little stir crazy and thinking like, does this mean something if someone's viewing your story that quickly? And for a little bit, I was calling my friend saying, so-and-so literally views my story seconds after I posted, blah, 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 going off. And for a while, you try and convince yourself, okay, like they're doing it with purpose, whatever. Does it look a little weird? Maybe. 
but at the end of the day it's just a fucking story yes I get it you want to post that picture for that guy or that girl to see to see if they say anything about it you want to post that little message kind of doing a slight at towards someone that song that might have been you and someone else's or have lyrics that are referring to something if you want to share that go ahead I do it still I don't do it as often as I used to but I still do it and I think people get into their head a little too much and this is including me and I've definitely been realizing this that when someone's viewing their story you are literally just another story popping up yes do you think and will you go into a deep dark hole of thinking oh my god they viewed my story at this time blah 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 oh my god why haven't they looked at my shit yet yes you're gonna make yourself go crazy and you want that specific someone to see what you're up to or what you're posting and everything like that but at the end of the day it comes down to if they react to it or if they acknowledge it or what's to come from it if someone's ignoring you and views your story you're just like okay what the fuck that could provoke a conversation I understand that however I think if it's just like oh did so-and-so watch it yet he viewed my story what do I do she saw that I'm with the boys what do I do it's always gonna be a constant question you can go back and forth but all in all this is my final theory on it truth of the matter is we're never gonna truly know what it means when someone we want or think is viewing our story too quickly yes there very well may be a reason behind it that person could have your post notifications on if that is the case they could just coincidentally be like oh fuck I viewed it one minute after they posted that is fine and we all have our theories and we all want to wait the five minutes to check or to see if they left us undelivered or however long we want to watch theirs but at the end of the day that's what they want the person that you're getting all this anxiety and stress from from just viewing a story wants that out of you that's a rise they want to know that you're thinking about them they want that satisfaction of like oh she knows that I viewed it up she knows that I'm doing this blah 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 like guess what it's all a matter of a fucking game and how well you fucking play that game baby I think that it's hard to always just pinpoint it I think it's something that we're never going to have an answer for and we're going to get all worked up over. But honestly, I think it's just something that you need to forget about sometimes. Like, I know there have been so many instances where someone has viewed my story and not answered me or done something and it'll affect my mood for the entire day or the night. And that's on me for letting it get that far. And I'm sure other people can relate to that. But honestly, just enjoy yourself. Post whatever the fuck you want to post, whatever you want to do. It is your social media. It is your profile. It is all what you want to do. Who gives a shit if they viewed it in a minute or in an hour it doesn't matter I think if they're viewing it it's one thing if they're reacting it's another you just gotta roll with the punches I don't know what else to say and I think a lot of people just get so worked up for no reason including myself I'm completely adding myself and while like I said there could be that reasoning I think it's just something like we live in a day and age where social media is so 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 prominent that this shouldn't even phase us anymore and trust me I get it it can be heartbreaking you're like okay fuck like they're not even reacting to it but at the end of the day you're also creating a scenario in your head of what you want to happen that you're almost tricking your mind into thinking that it should be happening it's the most annoying thing in the world knowing that you're allowing yourself to feel this way and you're talking yourself into it because honestly you're the one in control of that yes they do play with your emotions they do that one little thing they do the one little thing that'll piss you off without them sometimes even knowing but I think you're taking it or anyone really is taking it way too literally taking it to another level it doesn't need to be brought to it's just your story I think everyone just also needs to stop being so afraid be bold be out there if you want to say how you're feeling fucking say it who is to tell you that your feelings aren't valid because guess what if you're feeling a certain way you could get that cleared up if someone doesn't know you're feeling that way it's better for them to know than not know and you can try and try till you can't try anymore for someone understand that's a whole different ballgame but if it's something so minuscule like viewing a story or responding 
then truth be told, there's a bigger underlying issue there. Point blank period. I can't break it down much more than that, to be honest with you. And don't get me wrong. Am I going to listen to my own advice? Probably not. I'm the screenshot whore. Every time someone does something that I find is a minor inconvenience or if I'm feeling ignored or someone does something a little sus, I'm going to screenshot it and be like, yo, what the fuck is this? And send it to a billion different people. All right, not a billion, maybe like five, three. Two, three or two. You get the deal. We have to learn that it's just like out of our control at this point. We can't let it define and make so much more of a hassle and issue in our head than it needs to be. And that's really all I got to say. And if someone figures out more of a meaning and does their little homework on the whole viewing your story, is it right? Is it wrong? Let me know. I'd love to hear what you got to say and your theories behind it. But right now, it's just not something that I think is so prominent in our lives. I think you got to work on communication before you can worry about someone viewing your stories. And you only can go up from there. As always, though, take that with a grain of salt. (laughs) But for today's post-grad doozy, I have to give special mention to some great TikTokers out there that I follow, that I've become mutually friends with through the great app of TikTok. And the whole theme of the Postgrad Juicy this week, and I'm gonna go into it further in the next coming weeks with this topic alone, but confidence and feeling good about yourself and feeling good with where you're at and where your head's at. So I'm gonna do my first one that I felt as if was so beyond telling. The first shout out goes to Swaggy Gemini Tears. And she said this, our entire generation was built off of Jersey Shore. Snooki JWAG, Dina and all of them did not do all of that just for you to be insecure in a crop top baby. Another one was from Sarah's World with four D's at the end and she did it to the sound of Beyonce's Best Thing I Never Had, a classic, a true fucking anthem. And also I believe you have quite the pussy power if you could sing Dangerously in Love 2 back to back with Best Thing I Never Had. It really empowers you beyond belief. But she did it to that sound and she made the caption, sis, please give up that stupid ugly mean boy for Lent. And obviously guys I'm not Christian I'm not Catholic I don't observe Lent but regardless if it's Lent or not listen to her words and then finally I have to give a final shout out to Gabby underscore Cox who did it to the dangerous sound dramatic sound I don't know what it's exactly called but I'm having one with that sound posted this week and be on the lookout for that and she said men always say women are crazy really show me the fucking wall show me the wall in your room why does it have three dents in it oh you got angry one night and you didn't know how to deal with your emotions in a rational way and she went on for more but I don't want to steal her entire thunder but take all of those three TikToks and my biggest message I can give you from those three TikToks is A, don't ever be fucking ashamed of what you look like or what you want to wear just because you may not always feel the most comfortable in it or someone's kind of encouraging you and making you feel some type of way. And it's all up to you. If you feel great in it, if this makes you feel like the most beautiful person, bell at the ball, baby, wear that shit. I'm telling you, just fucking wear that stuff. I am so sick and tired of people trying to normalize, oh, you can't wear this because of that. You should feel grateful that we had those three women, like she said, to instill this somewhat confidence in us and that we're able to do and wear and feel however we want because we are in charge of that. We cannot keep letting people manipulate us into feeling how they feel about us because at the end of the day, that means they're more at war and angry with themselves than with Sarah's giving up a boy or girl for Lent, a friend, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, someone that is just dragging you down negatively, toss them. Why do you want to keep pushing something with someone or having that constant almost burden in your life of feeling that? 
way if they're not going to change. Because if you give someone chance and time again to change and they're still not going to, they're not going to at all, period. I've learned that the hard way time and time again. And I'm sure you have and will too. Toss them. And of course, with what Miss Gabby said about boys and their anger. Trust me, as much as we don't want to think that guys don't have feelings and don't give a shit, like she said, Look at the fucking wall. They cannot handle their emotions properly sometimes and being able to execute them in a proper way because they're not able to communicate and they're so scared that their ego is going to get ruined and that it's going to show that they're vulnerable and they end up acting like a fucking, and I hate saying it like this, but they end up acting like a pussy. And I have so much more respect for someone that could be upfront and honest with what they're feeling and how they're going to deal with it. Yes, I get it. We have our moments. You punched a wall. Whoop-dee-doo. But at the end of the day, you can't tell someone else that they're fucking crazy for feeling a certain way because we're not just pulling that shit out of our ass sometimes. So look at the wall and look in the mirror. Check yourself, homie, you know? Without further ado, that is just another rambling episode of Jappy Jaws. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Next week, we have a very special guest. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet, but I promise you, you all are in for a treat, especially you NYC gals and pals. Until then, make sure you're staying up to date with Jappy Jaws on all social media platforms, aka Instagram, at J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S as well as on my personal account at Lindsay Anya L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-Y-A-N-Y-A-A that is also my Twitter and my TikTok make sure you go give me a follow there as well also make sure you are staying up to date with all things Jappy Jaws on Spotify Apple Podcasts Anchor wherever you're listening from make sure you're subscribed liking following reviewing and rating I love you all so much I cannot wait for you guys to hear what I have in store for you all so just get ready this is only the beginning I love you all and I will see you all next Thursday Thursday.